on today's creativity chat we have the lovely jonathan wade hello today we're going to talk about using your many gifts using your many talents i thought jonathan would be the best person to talk to about this because not only does he act not only is he so good at film photography but he also does voiceover and he can juggle and ride a unicycle and walk on stilts that's what his website says it's true it's all of it all of it's true i met you about a year ago at Atlanta Thunderdome, which is this, this like film community. I just remember thinking, wow, like I really like Jonathan Wade as an actor. He's really good. And also I, you do such a great job of just being super personable and, you know, in any situation you can meet people who are, you're like, mm, I don't, I don't know if I would ever want to like work with that person. <laughs> you're on my list of people that I'm like, oh yes, Jonathan, he's great. <laughs> this is our first time working together right now. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. This I is the first in a year. Any, okay, no. I got it. I got it. Okay. Come on. Jonathan's like, write something for me. Do it. I can't write. Come on. Don't expect me to write too. That's crazy though. You were there. You were there my first night of of Thunderdome. Your very first night I was there. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember the debut. Yeah. Was that the Was that the dog? What was the first? Do you remember your first? My first one was the the bad robber. Okay. But but the first night I was there, I didn't hadn't made a movie because I hadn't been yet. Okay, so so we make like <laughs> sixty second shorts and um, we get to present them to friends and strangers. <laughs> yeah, in a basement in, in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I really want Isaac. Not weird. I want Isaac to be on Creativity Chat because I think it just would be fun. But uh, your reel is killer. I really like it, and you guys should check out his website. It's jonathanwade.com. I'll link it. In it's the... jonathanwade.com. <laughs> just like that. Um, yeah, you know, it took a while from when I moved here to um, really pursue acting, and and what um, kind of pushed me to quit my day job. I was working for the Georgia Department of Human Services, working for the government, doing graphic design work. Um, kind of stale, but it was right. stable. And but I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Like this is not exciting to me anymore. Within the span of a month, I had pulled two acting gigs, just like little shorts. One was a music video. Uh and then the, another one was um it was just a background extra thing. Not worth it. But I was like if I'm going to pursue acting, I need to go all in. I can't do this split. Um, the split big, big boy day job with crazy acting whenever they need me. Like if I need to hit, get an audition and I have to drive half an hour away in the middle of the day to do this audition, you know, not now, obviously everything's taped, but um, like I need to be available mentally and physically and whatever with my time P part of that was me not being surrounded by any people that were in filmmaking i didn't have i didn't have that um even just a year and a half ago like i didn't have that like um and so i remember i'd actually been to thunderdome like maybe three years before i met you whoa but they weren't they were maybe maybe it wasn't that long maybe it was like two years but they weren't doing what they're doing now it was totally different um but i had a friend who invited me to it and I remember her telling me about these challenges and I was like, well, wow, that's pretty, pretty cool. I didn't fully like comprehend it. And I don't think it was as hashed out as it is now. As, um, and so I went the one time. Uh, and then I remember showing up and going to this basement. I was like, I've been here. I, I took that year and my intention with going to the Thunderdome was to build a reel, right? Like everybody has their own reason for coming to the Thunderdome. My logical progression was, okay, 
take classes, which I did take some classes at Drama Inc. I took a six month Meisner class. I took um, a couple of improv classes and a, a few other classes here and there. And then I was like, I need to, I just need to build a reel. <laughs> like, how does, how to do that? Okay, find people who make movies. <laughs> okay, Thunderdome, great. This is perfect. Um, and so I, you know, the first few I tried to write myself because nobody knew who I was and you got you kind of got to put yourself out there as uh, a person who makes things and let people see your personality. And before people were like, Ooh, I have something for you. I built my reel out, uh, with footage from Thunderdome. And then, uh, right before quarantine, I got an agent. Hey, hey, and then quarantine happened and they forgot about me. Well, quarantine happened and then still dream came out or at least that's when I saw it. Yeah. So that, that was actually filmed when I was still working with the government. Whoa. I, you worked with one of my favorite directors yes. for like six, seven years. Stefan Hunt. Stefan Hunt. Wow. Yeah. Growing up, what did that look like? What did you do for fun? It, it was kind of like the cliche. Well, I got to take take my son to soccer and then he's got to go to boy scouts and then you know and then tuesday thursdays he has breakdance lessons which i took with channing tatum by the way wait i don't know if you knew that no i didn't know that little side little side story yeah uh he he grew up in coleman alabama and uh there's this school called exclusively ballet (laughs) that um did not exclusively teach ballet they also did breakdance um and uh, I took like in middle school, I took like three or four classes with uh, a young Channing Tatum, right? Like he's like a few years older than me. Okay. Um, and so he was like maybe in high school and just a super quiet dude. And then our teacher disappeared and I never saw any of them again. So, so you were in the training ground for Step Up. Like you were part yes. of that. <laughs> yes. You know, and then I took, I ended up taking fencing classes and I, I tried baseball and I tried basketball and, um, uh, was always encouraged by my parents to um, to try everything, um, and that I don't think ever stopped. It, there's never a point where like you got to pick something, and so still to this day, you know, like I'm still trying new things and um, ho- hopefully settling on some things that stick, um, you know, with photography and with acting, um, but still utilizing everything that I've learned uh, growing up, and then you know pursuing these different um creative things when do you feel like you kind of settled in with those two specifically the high school that i went to they offered a graphic design class okay um and i i had already i liked art and then but then i was also kind of a nerd and i really liked computers oh yes Um, let's talk about computers yeah (laughs) well you know i i remember when my dad brought home our first computer when you had to you know, of course, dial up and yeah. things were like games and stuff were on floppy disks. And um, to go to a website, you had to type in HTTP colon backslash backslash www dot. And then you had to know the name of the website. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just Google it, right. right? Like you had to know where you wanted to send your computer uh, or the website. But, but with that computer, he got a copy of Photoshop version one. Ooh. And so I had always played around with that. People were messing around in MS Paint and I was like merging photographs in Photoshop. So was that just CS1? Because I remember playing with CS2. Yeah, I guess it was CS. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't care at the time. (laughs) When I saw 
that my high school was like, hey, we're offering a graphic design class. I was like, art plus computers? Yes, let me play. Um, and I hadn't at that point taken any other art classes. And for this class, I think it was like my junior and senior year, you had to have some prerequisites. And I was like, well, there's no way I can. My sister took art as well. Okay. So she had already done all these prerequisites. And so I went to those art teachers and they're like, oh, I know your sister. She's great. We love her. You had an alibi. And, yeah. yeah. And they, they signed me off on taking this design class. So um, I ended up taking that. And it, looking back on it now, like it was hokey. Um, and it was unstructured in a, um, a real life graphic design sense. But what it did do was teach me these uh, little bits of software like Illustrator and I learned Adobe, you know, I learned Flash, which is relevant now. <laughs> I know, right? But, um, you know, it was kind of like just barely scratching the surface of what could this be, um, which I, I, I kind of take all of my hobbies at that level at first. I'm like, what can this be for me? And I, I scratch the surface and I delve down deeper if, I, if I'm really into it. Um, and so graphic design was definitely one of those things. Whoa, like I can create art on the computer mm-hmm. and cartoons and uh, Illustrator. I hated it at first. And now it's like my, my go-to thing. Like when somebody says, hey, can you design me a, a blank? I'm like, well, I'm just going to open up Illustrator. Yeah. Um, just, I'm so comfortable in it. I, I, I made it into school at Sanford University and... Uh, hey Birmingham! Graf- hey Birmingham! What's up? Or your program there of graphic design. So, um, then I've I've been doing that for the past ten years, uh, on and off. You know, of course, after uh, I graduated, it was two thousand nine, um, right during the recession. Right. Nobody was hiring new designers, at least uh, not in my circles. I guess not in Birmingham. And I, I just stayed there and. I worked at my church. I did like a little uh, internship with a youth group. Um, and at the end of that summer, I was like, oh no, I've got nothing lined up. Like, I, what am I going to do? Uh, and so I ended up lucky enough getting a job at Apple. And so I worked at Apple for four years uh, while doing some freelance design projects, um, but learned a lot about people there, uh, how how people are <laughs> and how to work with people um, in a kind of customer service way for sure. But then it also, the way Apple to kind of trains people, it's like um, you can use it and apply it in everyday life um, scenarios as well. Yeah. So it sounds weird. No, but they, they use sense. some weird psychology. <laughs> they do. What was something that you felt like, like clicked a little butter in that position? Something that just, it, it, it's always stuck with me. was like the uh, acknowledge, align, and assure the three A's of Apple service, right? It's, it's when somebody comes to you with a problem or whatever, you, you acknowledge their problem, right? So you say, I hear it. And then you align with it and you say, I, I also have had this problem in the past or I've something similar, right? Align with them. And then you assure them that you're, you're, you're there for them, right? Like you're like, I'm, I hear you. Let's, let's figure this out together. Like let's, you and I, we're going to work on this. Blah. Computer. That's, that's really good for anything. I know. I know that's, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I learned so much from just working at Apple, which is like electronic retail, but like sometimes people just need somebody to yell at and like, you got to know how to handle that. And 
that's going to be true forever. <laughs> somebody just needs to yell at somebody. And I can totally take that. I'll take that any day. It's fine. Anyone that's listening that needs to yell at someone, Jonathan Wade has volunteered himself. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have I done? People still hit me up with like, hey, I have this Apple problem. I'm like, You're okay, like, I, I haven't work worked there, there. <laughs> in almost, what has it been, six years, seven years? Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm pretty far out of that ecosystem there. When did you end up in Atlanta? And then when did like yeah. acting come into the mix. So the dream after college was to, I wanted to move to LA. Didn't happen. I stayed in Birmingham for 26 years of my life, right? Like like raised in Birmingham, just stayed there forever. I guess I decided to move to Atlanta about uh, seven years ago. And I was, um, it was, it was kind of in my head already. I was like, I need to move there because acting. Um, you were ahead. Because it just started here, basically. I overthink things and I plan, I try to plan as much as I can and I try to research as much as I can. And when I graduated college, I kind of had this little bug in my head that from, from childhood days of doing like stage acting type stuff. Um, you know, I was in my senior play, uh, My Fair Lady. Oh, I, nice. I was, hey, I was watching some behind the scenes of the television show the office and everybody broke right like they all started cracking up and i was like that's actually what i want to do and this was like my friend had just bought the dvd of the office and we were watching behind the scenes extras on the dvds of the office it was like and you, you had know, an epiphany from i had an epiphany i was like those people don't hang out normally it, it took acting to get them in the same room and collaborate and this is their job is to to work together to build these characters wow. and i was like i want to act and so i'd been stewing on this for for literally I, I mean i think like seven or eight years in birmingham like how can i do this like it's not big in birmingham like there's some opportunities but like really no nah. and i didn't have any connections and it it felt lofty and so um I had pursued voiceovers because I knew of a, of a couple of friends that did recording studio type stuff in Birmingham. And so I put together myself a voiceover reel, okay. a little demo. Yeah. Um, and I, I paid Boutwell Studios like a hundred bucks and they pulled some scripts for me and I spent a, a few hours recording them in a studio and he kind of coached me through uh, some stuff and then he mixed it, put some sound effects behind it and I made a demo and I was like, neat now what <laughs> like literally i was like i have no clue what to do um there's some websites out there but um and and that kind of like just almost died it, it was like uh, okay that was fun um i'll have this thing and if anybody ever asks i'll be like yes I, I by the way yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't have the equipment i don't have anything yet uh i do voiceovers yeah sure you know the whole acting thing was kind of still in the back of my head like, this is what I actually want to do. I was trucking along. At, at this point, I had gone part-time at Apple. Uh, and I was also part-time bartending uh, in Birmingham. And that that was a lot of fun, but it was also exhausting. And so there's this, um, right, me and a bunch of geniuses, we were like, we're going to take a spring break. None of us are in school. Let's go on spring break. And, and for people listening, if you don't know, genius is yeah, what you I, call yourself I, when you work at Apple. <laughs> Although you you probably I tend are to use it as a well, joke just um, in case people don't know. And we went down to this one of our friends' houses, and 
um, another friend who had worked at Apple was like, hey, like, can I bring some of my grad school friends? And my buddy was like, yeah, bring them. The more the merrier. And one of them turned out to be my wife. Oh. Oh. What if you didn't go, Jonathan? Right? Yeah. You, that so, was great delivery. Thank you. Whoosh, high five. Is that what that is? Yes. <laughs> there we go. We both gestured towards the camera, everybody. Uh, high five. I just five gave him a job. virtual high five. So. Wow. Okay. So you meet Stephanie on this trip. I meet Stephanie on this trip. Okay. And uh, we clicked and uh, was telling her all about my dreams and gassing myself up, being like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to be an actor. You know, like I do graphic design as well. <laughs> oh, breakdance with Channing Tatum. Yeah, sure, I did that too. <laughs> so things were going really well. Um, and we were talking about both of us moving. She was living in Tallahassee at the time. Okay. I was still in Birmingham. And uh, I told her, I was like, well, like right now, and, and for the past few years, I've been thinking about moving to Atlanta. I've, I've got a buddy who he's he's planning on doing the same thing. He's in the film industry. He does sound uh for mo for movies and stuff and she was like cool i could live in atlanta and i was like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> go on and so she had just quit her graduate school program and was in pursuit of um something d different and so she found occupational therapy wow. she found a school here in georgia that does it and uh pretty much applied right away and got in because she's way smarter than me and most people and she moved to Georgia before me. And then one weekend I was like, I was like, I'm going to slowly move. And I kind of do that. I like hesitate and don't really jump on things unless I'm forced to. And I was living at home with my parents at the time at 26, 27, I think. And uh, was just kind of content. Like, you know, you just kind of ride this flat level <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> um, and she was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm coming this weekend. We're renting a U-Haul and we're packing up all of your stuff. And I was like, she oh. got it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. Because <laughs> well, at this point, my buddy had already moved and uh, I had already signed a, a lease with him okay. at this place. And I just was still in Birmingham. And so she came and she packed everything up with me. And so at this point, it's, you know, I'm heavily like researching how to get an agent, how to, how to do act in, Atlanta, please. <laughs> um, please with all the these... Z, PLZ. <laughs> please, yeah, please, please help. <laughs> At that point, I was, I, I had found a job uh, bartending, uh, which was great, and was still kind of figuring out the acting landscape of how to do. It's hard, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that it's like, how do you pursue this thing when you can't just apply, right? Yeah. Like, I, I knew of all of the Facebook casting groups, uh, not immediately, but I, f I ended up finding them and it's like all background stuff. And so you do a couple of those and it's just like, ah, that wasn't, that wasn't worth my time off from my job to go do like to maybe be in the shot somewhere. Like it's cool to cool to get into that world and see a big set and be like, Oh, like this is what a big set's like. Neat. Um, but the, as far as like the money goes and the, the time goes and the, you know, like this, oh, it's an overnight shoot. Great. Didn't plan for that one. Now my sleep schedule's messed up. I've been here about seven years now. And uh, 
I've, I've had design jobs. I've done uh, bartending jobs. Um, and I'm at a point now, um, you know, after Stephanie graduated and immediately got a job, because again, who wouldn't want her? I was able to, at the beginning of last year, uh, quit my design job with the government and uh, pursue acting and photography full time. So I don't know. Those are the th- those seem to be the things that have stuck. Uh, you know, even though I did graphic design in in college, and then I desperately pursued it for ten years, uh, just trying to find a, a stable source of income. I decided design is good. It has not served me well, in my opinion. Um, I need to I need to pursue these other things, these other creative pursuits, um, because right now I'm I'm trying to spread myself too thin i'm doing too much and like i need to focus so do you think that took a few years to come to that conclusion of hey i'm spreading myself too thin or or did you have a conversation with a few people and that they kind of helped guide you to that realization i've seen many friends of mine tell me that i need to focus (laughs) and i never listen to anybody well, it is, and I want to do everything, right? Like it, it, socially growing up, I always spread myself too thin, right? Like I'd, I'd want to go to all, I want to go to this bar and then I want to go hang, see these people at this other place. And then I want to go get coffee with this person and I want to do it all in one night, right? Like, um, and it was exhausting. And, and now I've become way more of an introvert. Um, and so I think it just, as I've gotten older, I've, it's dialed me in as a person and like where my energy levels come from and what I'm able to do in a day. Um, I, I'm able to kind of visualize that way better than I, than I could uh, when I was younger. I'm 33, hello, it's me, Jonathan Wade. I w- wanted to act 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, I really wanted to do this in my 20s. It didn't happen. I'm 33 now, like how can I make the best of this as quick as possible? And so um, since then, it's really just been like figuring out who I am as an actor and, um, kind of pursuing that so i I see myself as a character i have a mustache everybody everybody have a mustache and and i have a character face like it's just it's just who i am and so i'm not i'm not gonna play like handsome land's end model (laughs) um you you should have said like trader joe's model (laughs) Ooh, i could do that though i could do trader joe's Joe's commercial (laughs) Commercial, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Having an agent has helped because they, they're submitting to me to roles they think that I could be good at, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, there's a huge need for character roles within brands. I see a lot more mustaches on television and commercials lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's because it's like a, a, a memorable thing. And so it's like, hey, yeah, how can, I, how can I market myself as a character actor for commercial, but then maybe one day get that, get that TV role, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. is tv the, the dream yeah okay. <laughs> yeah i think so yeah all right i wouldn't know because i've never never done it you haven't done it yet i haven't done it yet yeah <laughs> you know most people uh especially actors have a second job what this is where i've i've feel like i've benefited myself is the fact that i do have all these skill sets underneath yeah. me that i can fall back on mm-hmm. yeah quarantine hit i stopped getting called to audition for things okay that's fine i wasn't making a ton of money off of acting in the one month that i was with my agent 
before quarantine. <laughs> um, and but then also my my other pursuit I've mentioned is photography. photography. Found photography at a young age too, but I'm not going to go through all that. <laughs> you know, it's it's I'm I still have pictures from like a, a middle school birthday party uh, that I was just literally doing what I did through all of my 20s was just document kind of my my friends around me. Um, and I, I strongly encourage everybody to do that. Like if you have a film camera or a point and shoot camera or a disposable camera to, to yeah, your iPhone, right? Like use that thing, document your time, your, your, your parties, your hangouts with friends, annoy them with an annoyingly strong flash just to get that crazy looking of lifestyle photo because, uh, that's amazing like there's so much about your 20s that you could forget but like it like i just take pictures man <laughs> because um yeah it, it it's led to so much more like it, it started out me just carrying around a camera every day uh, a film camera a pentax zoom 70r not a great camera the thing's a brick it's like I, it's the size of a brick that's all i can really say about it but um carrying that around every day and then seeing the images after I developed them at Walgreens, I know it's a little bit harder now, but um, just ins inspired me to keep shooting and then inspired me to get a, a, a nicer camera and um, has now led to me pursuing photography as like my, my consistent moneymaker and then acting be my other pursuit. And so it's like, it's like, um, yeah, they, they kind of support each other, right? And so my my thing lately I, I've been trying to do during quarantine is to every week plan plan a shoot. Like, not just shoot. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, let's just hang out and shoot. And I'm like, mm, that's not my goal. I, I need to have intentional photography time with you. And that would, like, I want to plan it. I want to think about what lights I'm going to bring. I'm going to think about what shots that I really want and like specifically for my portfolio um, because that's what I'm trying to grow right now is I'm trying to stack my portfolio. So when, when quarantine is over, I, I'd like to have a, a portfolio that's stacked and shows that I'm ready to work. It's neat how obviously, like you said, throughout your whole life, you've been trying new things and then you yeah. have three things that are sticking to that are a little bit stronger, I guess, for you right now. And yeah. And it, you wouldn't have known if you hadn't tried. And I don't want to ever stop learning, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, you know, I, I think growing up, you're going to learn some things anyways, but being intentional about it is pretty sweet. So uh, Stephanie and I bought a house four years ago and uh, that's been a forever learning process, right? Like, oh, now I, we're going to update the kitchen. How do I do that? Like YouTube, YouTube University, let's... Let's watch a thousand videos on how to do this uh, and, and try to figure out the best way and then uh, do it and see what happens. And so I, after watching a bunch of videos, put a hole in my wall and was like, here we go. No, on purpose. Oh, like, I oh. was like, I was like, okay, let's do it. And, and I was like, it started. <laughs> and then maybe three months later, I had a kitchen ready. Um, and then recently I just replaced the sink in, and faucet in my bathroom. And then, uh, you know, like that's just a huge sense of accomplishment for um, seeing something in your life that can change um, and pursuing it 
uh, and then being able to, to, to finish it out and it work. And now I have a running sink in my bathroom that I replaced and, and there's no leaks and I didn't mess up too bad, but if I did, that's okay. And I fixed it. Um, and it's great. I don't know. There's just, I, I feel like that's like a, a, a fun and interesting way to go through life is to always be learning. Um, there's certain cultures that literally after they finish high school, they're like, or, or and sometimes college, it's like they don't learn anything else new. But for me, like I, it's just that constant pursuit of what else can I learn? How else can I grow? How can I use the things that I've learned to grow in the things that I'm, I want to pursue, <laughs> you know, keep things interesting. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for being yeah. on today's creativity chat. That's a way of life. I've tried to also like incorporate and I hope that I continue to do that as well as the listeners, <laughs> as well as the listeners. I've seen, I've seen that from you, from your videos. You were the first animated Thunderdome short. Wowzers. And I, right? Yeah. And I don't do animation. So, no, you don't, but it was great. And I loved it. I remember it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I will link all of Jonathan's Instagrams and his website in the link below or the, oh, I always say this in the show notes and give him a follow. His stuff's really good. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everyone. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Have a lovely rest. Wait, I said that so wrong. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Bye. <laughs>